You're listening to Pod of Wonder, the podcast that creates a world using random Wikipedia articles and then plays a game in that world. This season, we're putting together a heist. Uh, we were just about to recap for Eddie what we came up with last time. Yeah, also, what the hell happened? Uh, I saw some words in a chat, and I have I have no idea what they all mean. Uh-huh. Something about animals and robots and robot animals. Yeah. And- mm-hmm. yes. So uh, this was based off of the Futurama episode. Um, I forget what the title is, but it's the one where Bender went to robot hell, mm. and also the Beastie Boys were a guest star. Uh, so uh, we kind of turn that into there's an animal world and a robot world, and the <laughs> this city is where the the two worlds kind of met. And because it was hell in, in the episode, it's like, oh well, this is where criminals and outcasts and weirdos from both worlds kind of make their home. Okay, there was something about a rock. So as as we decided that it just mm-hmm. a fucking rock the macguffin is is just a rock mm-hmm. it has the evidence we need whatever it is it doesn't matter but um we decided that was a like a street level recording by uh somebody who worked for one of the crime bosses uh basically just sort of doing their rounds like checking in on like their collection rackets or whatever and, you know, it shows animals and robots living side by side. Sorry, so were those crime bosses on the animal side or the robot side? I think it was an, an animal. Was it an animal? I thought it was a robot. It was something like like Big Dog. Something dog was the crime boss, which I guess doesn't necessarily mean they were a dog, but... Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the... Uh... The robot that uh, the robot artist right. uh, uh, was eating uh, animal robot fusion food, and also uh, was the the one who started the uh, tradition of of erecting statues on the lower levels, like graffiti tags. And now there are so many statues uh, on the lower levels that you can't even uh, you can't even really uh, walk down there anymore. So it's a uh, Everyone has to do like parkour to get around. <laughs> yeah, I'm remembering that correctly. Yep, that's the thing we came up with. <laughs> oh, I'm imagining this as a way over budget, way under earning sci-fi movie from the early 2000s, and I fucking love it. <laughs> or like throwing it back into the the 70s, where it looks super cheap. It's silvery cardboard and rejected <laughs> Sesame Street outfits. It's both. That's the original series, and then they tried to remake it as a movie. This is the remake. Exactly. It aired on Spike TV like every Sunday, uh, mm. and it still made zero sense. It, it Yeah, universally hailed as terrible. Good times. Um, but yeah. I'd still love to see they it. They got Kelsey Grammer for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hot off of Frasier at the time. That is a Gary the Rat reference for anybody keeping track. <laughs> Gary the Rat. What's Gary the Rat? I don't fucking know. I think he was like a, a rat psychologist or something. <laughs> no, that's that's Frasier. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking, wasn't there a period of Kelsey Grammer's life where he was just drunk all the time and doing whatever? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was, an, he was an attorney who was transformed into a giant rat. Okay. <laughs> Wow, I, I, I've i got some research to do. Wow, Gary the Rat had some uh, real star power behind it. Uh, Betty White is Gary's mom. What? Uh, uh, got John Mahoney and David Hyde Pierce in there. Ted Danson, Wayne Knight. 
Um, what are you I'm, talking about? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Just tossing this out here. Do we want to do Gary the Rat as our next uh, as this episode and save our our homework for next next recording session? I'm going to say no because I really like the article that I got. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I just yeah. I, I started pulling up Gary the Rat. And I'm like, wait, if we if we all start pulling up Gary the Rat uh-huh. uh, on Wikipedia, well, you can certainly uh, you know propose that as your article, right? Yeah, we cannot could- stop you. <laughs> I could, but I, I've got I've got a couple other solid choices. So, so this episode is going to be who currently has the MacGuffin. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. I will uh, start us off. I, with Maria's help, had a bit of a, a breakthrough in in what I wanted to do with this. I have Haji Ali is a an Egyptian performance artist who was famous for his act of controlled regurgitation. Um, basically, you know, he he could do things like swallow a, a handful of mixed nuts and like vomit them back up in a specific order. Uh, he could swallow water and kerosene and then spit the kerosene up to light a fire and then put the fire out with the water. Um, Judy Garland named him as her favorite vaudevillian. <laughs> And basically my idea for this is that it's kind of like a storage facility where, you know, it's basically like a giant cube with a a robot out front and you tell the robot like your storage number and, and he'll bring it to you. So kind of a secured location, no, no obvious way for a heist to be carried out, which is part of the fun of uh, planning a heist. Okay. Well, one of mine is a POC class Corvette, which is a, re- a NATO reporting name for a class of small Corvettes uh, built for the Soviet Navy uh, and then exported to a number of different countries. And this is not the car Corvette. No, it is. Okay. A, uh, it is a, a sailing ship. Okay. The, the fact that it was made for the Soviet Navy kind of threw me. <laughs> <laughs> is is water car <laughs> a corvette is a type of ship first i believe i mean ship corvettes came before car corvettes anyway brain <laughs> yes so the design is a patrol version of the tarantula class which made me think of tarantulas and i was like what if in the beast world there was a tarantula army Ooh. Uh, that uh, had the rock uh they had, uh, you know, gotten it from uh, the world, and they had it kind of like in in a suitcase, you know, like they do with the nuclear codes. And it has just been uh, sitting uh, in storage uh, in the Tarantula military headquarters as a piece of intel. <laughs> hmm. Interesting, Eddie. Do you uh, you have an article? Uh, yes, I have a nice day for a posh wedding. The seventh episode of the second season of American television dramedy Ugly Betty, <laughs> uh, and its thirtieth episode overall. Uh, the synopsis is: and owner of some fashion magazine, Ugly Betty's boss, I guess, is uh, uh, having her wedding, even though she's been cheating with her bodyguard. Uh, Victoria Beckham and Vera Wang a guest star as themselves <laughs> uh, as part of the wedding. Uh, and uh, there is a more serious story about immigration I didn't necessarily get to, according to the uh-huh. thing. Oh uh, but also, I don't necessarily want to dive into that because I feel like I do it in injustice. 
uh, and not do this well, it would get an Eddie no. Um, <laughs> don't have the audio geared up, but let's just toss that out there. Eddie um, no. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, um, <laughs> That's dense. So I, my thought is, I, this is owned by somebody who's in on the machine side, somebody who's known for crafting the aesthetics or guiding the aesthetics of, of the machines of the city. But also kind of, an, they're not, you know, uh, they're not the, the top of the heap. And they're constantly throwing these high society parties, but are also, but they're constantly upstage. Uh, the, they do have the MacGuffin. It was part of a matching set at one point, at least, at least that's how it was sold to them, but it is the one in existence, or at least the one they have. And uh, so it's just kind of sitting there in plain sight at all these parties. And I think Ooh. even they're just unaware of what they have. <laughs> hmm. Ooh, like an old fossil or something with one with you know, one thing locked inside of it, you know, that's mm-hmm. a, like a piece of a robot with some fur on. <laughs> exactly. It's yes. Yes. Love it's, it. it's something sitting, not even at the center of the room, but kind of with other expensive, shiny things mm-hmm. that are status symbols. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. Morgan. All right. I've got Emma Goldman. Who was an anarchist, political activist, and writer um, who lived from 1869 to 1940. She played a pivotal role in the development of anarchist political philosophy in North America and Europe in the first half of the 20th century. Hmm. (laughs) She was lionized as a free-thinking rebel woman by admirers and denounced by detractors as an advocate of politically motivated murder and violent revolution. Um, Her writing and lectures spanned a wide variety of issues, including prisons, atheism, freedom of speech, militarism, capitalism, marriage, free love, and homosexuality. But yeah, so she she is pretty fucking cool. I feel like a person inspired by her that would have it, or like a group that is inspired by her that would have this um, MacGuffin. Have we decided who, which side of the... The animal world has it, right? Yes. No, it's not decided yet, I don't think. But if there are two pieces, maybe each side has one. Ooh. Oh. Interesting. That makes sense. That's cool. Um, I'm going to have her be one of the folks on the animal side. Like, I feel like she probably was involved in some kind of troublemaking, some kind of organizing and protesting and maybe just like stumbled across this thing that stumbled across the MacGuffin and just like stole it and just like has it as like, as like a, as like a a memory. Now, now maybe she's like old and it's like a memory of her, of her uh, feisty younger years. Sorry. I'm, my brain is not here today. But then, that's fine. I can see a way that these all fit together. So you're, Danny, you're you're proposing a uh, a storage facility. Yeah, kind of like the the heist aspect of that would be kind of like going there, like after hours behind the scenes. I'm envisioning a lot of like conveyor belts or like storage pods or something, like like riding on top of a big claw machine as it goes to retrieve an item. 
more of like a, a physical challenge type heist, whereas mm-hmm. others might be more like a, a social challenge type heist, like Eddie's. Right, but yeah, and so okay, so maybe uh, maybe Morgan's uh, person is uh, the grandmama of this group, and uh, and they and this is like a family heirloom, and they put it out at all of their parties. So on one side, there's like a like a storage facility, highly highly protected, like a, a you know a kind of military situation, and on the other side, it's just a a, a social event with the 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 other part of the stone as a, a focal point. Owned by a robot spider general. Said some things, but I mean, if if we're gonna be if we're gonna be mixy matchy, we we should mixy all the matchies. So if I could, I like the idea of potentially splitting it, but also that would lead to a split party during a game. I feel like, and I, I think we need to concentrate this on one object, one one place, one thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. There's so much potential. I did like the 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 spider navy. Because yeah. that's just mm-hmm. so left field. It sets yeah. a, a standard for bonkers fun. Yeah, I really like that. I also like yours a lot, Eddie. Like, I was like getting already like Emma Goldman, Emma Goldman, and then like you were like the sh- a show of an episode of Ugly Betty, and <laughs> just the, this like cool idea of like oh, this like rich person has the thing. Just like it's just a another important trinket to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that feels like a, a key thing about a heist is that it's something that is important to us, but the person who has it might not necessarily know the importance of it or or value yeah, it in the same way. Or appreciate way. it. Yeah, it's something that's still valued, but not as seen as as important as 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 we the viewers or the players do. Like just looking forward, I like the idea of a party as and like that gives us a lot of opportunities, yeah. a lot of different mm-hmm. specialized roles. Mm-hmm. Mm, true, mm-hmm. for sure. And I, I mean, it is. It does. It. I feel like that's that's been the subject of so many heist things, but I think because it's so pervasive, is that the right right word? Yeah, as some sort of trope in heists, mm-hmm. I I think it gives us a lot to work with. It works mm-hmm. really, yeah. Like it's there's a lot of ways to have fun with it, and you know, mix it up and like just play in the space. Yeah, yeah. We can we can make it make it our own. We know the rules. So we can break them better. <laughs> yeah. Pot of wonder. <laughs> We've learned all the rules so we can break them. <laughs> all right. And isn't that really what art's all about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not committed to calling us art just yet. <laughs> breaking the law, breaking the law. Rolled up and smoked like a granitella here on level one of robot hell. Deciding who has the MacGuffin currently out of a uh, nice day for a posh wedding, uh, a, a TV episode of Ugly Betty. Yep. Uh, Eddie, you want to <laughs> set the timer and lead the charge? We are go for 15 minutes. As I established, I'm imagining that this mm-hmm. is is held by a very rich person 
who is constantly trying to show off to improve their rank in robot society. I, I don't I don't know how much we I don't know how much was people got into the society in the in the mm. class of robot world, but uh, yeah, sure. I guess deciding the aesthetics of of the machines is a very important job. Um, I don't think we got into it much, uh, save that the uh, the refugees from robots from the robot city are like like aside from the criminals, there's also artists who feel kind of stifled by cold robotic logic. And I, I kind of like the idea of like like a robot world not being like some sort of pure utopia of like logic but something where everyone is extremely petty and like mm-hmm. social climbing mm-hmm. well it's it's about uh they dictate what the form and function are mm-hmm. like it, it they they dictate and they decide what what is logical and what isn't so it's more it's subjective and makes it less binary okay um and that le- leads to pettiness. Yeah. So what what does robot high society look like? Like what would somebody trying to to get into that world do? It's true because are they assigning uh you'd think a robot world might be assigning numerical codes to everything to describe what you can and cannot do. Maybe that's how it started off. And I'm, I'm sure there's some deep robot mythology about who made them and, and the binary and whatever. But um, maybe over time they have become more human and found ways to uh, excuse it as being more machine. Yeah. What what mm. if it's the the robot world actually kind of longs for like that that messy emotional animal world to the point mm-hmm. where they they start imitating animals yes. like that is what is considered like high class to be the most human or animal. Oh, yes. Because it's so uh, luxurious to even be able to, uh, to spend so much time dedicating mm-hmm. part of your code. Mm-hmm. To- oh, animal, pr- animal prints are like the height, the more mm-hmm. animal prints you have on your person. Yeah, that sh- that it, like if you can afford the animal print upgrades, that's that's a show. And yeah. I think these these high society types are the ones who are like, oh, zebra print is all the rage this year. Well, if you've already got zebra print, you're mm-hmm. ahead of it. Yeah, like uh, Ugly Betty seems like a uh, a fashion concerned show, so I, I like that kind of like the tastes are constantly changing. Like you need to be able to keep up with the the animal trends. Like no, it's it's armadillos this season. Trust me. Oh, articulated, yeah, for is sure. This, is this based on actual animals or what they remember from before the divide? Is it like looking at old timey illustrations of an elephant? Definitely, definitely. Like yeah. looking at like old records, like. That might not be accurate because maybe nobody thought they would need to have a really accurate depiction. Like just like kind of the bare bones basic stuff, like about mm-hmm. the animals. Or- that reminds me of a, a really cool thing that I heard earlier this week uh, about sort of like reconstructing dinosaurs through uh, illustration. Is that mm-hmm. if you took the the just the skeleton of an elephant. And you, oh, yeah. like, and you like decided what it was going to look like. 
Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have a trunk, which is basically the or or the giant ears, and which is are basically the, the like depictors of what an elephant is. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It like all of their their information about animals is is out of date and secondhand. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like that parable. Like you take five like five blind people and have them like feel up an elephant and physically describe what they're saying it's like oh well i'm i'm touching a donkey because it has a a tail like a donkey oh i'm touching Mm. a rhinoceros it has these thick hides like i'm touching Mm. a snake it has this long thin tube of meat and and i do like the idea that it is some of it it might be based on just the bones that they found Mm. and maybe they're not the complete ones so they there's something that has like something that looked like the bones they found together it's like the tor it like a, a centaur with a bird head like they think that mm. might be a legitimate thing yeah or like even just like when there was um kind of more exchange between the worlds like people probably some some animal people might have donated their bodies to science so like it's like mm-hmm. these like outdated like scientific journals where it's like it's just a a literal written description of the like functional areas oh. of the animal, yes. but like not really getting into the detail about like coloration or stuff like that, unless that's like in a specific journal <laughs> that's like specifically only related to that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's that, the opposite yeah. of our world where like all of the robots just accept that lizard type creatures had feathers to the point where they think like snakes and chameleons have feathers, yes. even though they don't. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Love all like that. very incomplete and scattered information that's not really organized into a central hub because they didn't really see the need for it before and now that the worlds are separate there's no reason to waste like a lot of time on consolidating this information when everybody's sure of themselves on it mm-hmm. okay feel free to eddie know this but what if like they believe fish are sky creatures well i mean so their their entire conception of like like some of the rich have like cars that look like fish they think gills are some sort of propulsion system that allow them to float yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of like <laughs> bright, cheery sky patterns with like fish fly- floating through them. Yeah, Operation that, that feels like an Eddie No buzzer. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was the doorbell. I, okay, I do, I do need a dinger and a buzzer. No. In there. Yeah, I do need to get like I need to find the guy that I, I tracked down that had done it before. Like, get a harmonized radio jingle sounding something like pot, of, like a harmonized pot of wonder. Hmm. So as like the stinger for when we want to announce a, t- a, a subtitle. Yeah. Still need the buzzer and the, uh, and the bell though. Yeah. And the book and the candle. <laughs> uh. Oh my. All right. Give me two seconds to shovel a little bit of food in my mouth. Cause I am mm-hmm. starving. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We, we, uh, we uh, put out the directive that we need to start thinking of who's cause we're about halfway through. Cool. Just to give us a an easily editable take in. Guys, we're like halfway through the timer. I think we need to start focusing on who is is having the party or whatever. For some reason, I thought it was uh, Emma Goldman. <laughs> Famous party animal, pun intended, Emma Goldman. <laughs> well, this is this is a robot, so... 
Emma Goldman. Yes, robot. Hmm. Are, so, we, are we back well, on the timer? Oh yeah, the timer's going. Um, oh I, shit. Um, yeah, okay. like when, like right when you had your edit back in point. Um, I thought that was the signal to go. We've Oops. just been flushing time down the toilet. Um, <laughs> um, you can stop it at any time. You have the power. Whoops, that's true. I'm a uh, fair god, not a not a not a god of limitless power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've got the person who throws the party. Who attends these parties? Because we've you know aestheticist is like a high society position. Who else comes to these? That's a. Uh, a nugget that I've wanted to bring up is that uh, Posh Spice, uh, Victoria Beckham, <laughs> guest starred in this. Um, and it was teased that she would return later as a, a, like a series guest, like as a regular guest in Ugly Betty, but she never did. So I think there's like a, a waiting for Godot situation where there's some <laughs> like really big guests that they're always like, this is going to be the time that they're going to show up. We need to go all out every time because it might be the time that emma goldman shows up well the, the, the most famous robot emma goldman i'm so confused because i thought we were doing the ugly betty and not emma goldman oh we oh. we are we just we're just getting real <laughs> dumb for a second pot of wonder <laughs> uh so the the character that is getting married in the episode is wilhelmina uh, slater played by vanessa williams I think Wilhelmina is just such like a perfect high society name. Mm -hmm. I feel like we got, just got to run with it. Yeah. Yeah. Wilhelmina. And maybe that's just, just imagine it's all in like leet speak. So the, the I is a one, the E is a three and so forth. Mm. Yeah. Just, just to capture that yeah. robot feel. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yes. So Wilhelmina is the one who throws the party and has the object. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a bauble to them, uh, uh, like maybe kind of sold as like an animal world artifact, but really it's just decorative. It's not an, an important thing to to Wilhelmina. I, and I imagine there are other objects that are uh, range from the completely mundane on the animal side, like a food dish is presented as some sort of like valued like art object. Mm -hmm. um especially because of it, it's a rounded one at the bottom so the, the way the light reflects it's oh it's perfect these animals they were onto something uh yeah. does does wilhelmina have a job do do robots have i mean robots oh, yeah, it, have jobs i i think it is it is like uh deciding what animal print or she's yes. one of the people who yes. helps vote she's in an it influencer is, a, a yes. tastemaker influencer oh my i love that as the name of like this stratosphere of robot society the yeah. influencer class where they're the ones who dictate certain things about robot society as they like kind of filter it through their knowledge of humanity mm -hmm. so ro they the vilhelmina though specializes in animal prints i yeah i just i love that idea of over the top, like you need to have at least three patterns to be even like invited to any of the cool parties. Okay, so she's in an important position, but not necessarily like the highest high class, right? Like to the point where the the robot posh spice is could con conceivably show up at these parties, but usually doesn't because they're beneath them. The the posh equivalent, let's just say, someone she's connected to, the person she constantly wants at her parties, let's just, let's make it that. Uh, maybe she's in charge of uh, of angles. We'll make mm. it that specific. There's somebody who yeah. else who's in charge of, uh, of curves, but... Uh, yes. Oh. Just, um, just to make it kind of 
interesting as like a a potential like counter to the heist givers is what if she's kind of like in charge of accessories like jewelry and baubles so it would be a really big deal mm, for Wilhelmina it. to show Posh the the old the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Bobbles, bobble, historical bobbles. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is that is perfect. Um, she constantly wants. They met once at a party or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and, and she that, gave her the. Oh yes, I would love to go to your one of your parties at some point. Yeah. Never talked. Oh, again. you have you have one of those old things. Oh, like sure, I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that way, like part of the heist can be like making a, a fake replica MacGuffin to to swap out. Or maybe yeah, because they won't be looked at close enough. Hmm. Hmm. Well, they're also not thinking about. They're thinking about it as a decorative. Hmm. Or. Hear me out. Maybe part of the heist is them trying to impersonate the. Again, we need a better name for Posh, but. Wait, so who's. Okay, I need to backtrack because who's stealing this? Like, which side? Like, is it somebody from the animal world stealing yeah. this item? Okay, so. I would say there are a couple robots on the team, maybe. Maybe, but like the, the person who wants it needs but proof of the to robot. Prove to the animal world. That's Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if this is an animal world artifact that the robots have, how will that prove to the animal world that the robots exist? Because it has is the, it? the recording of the mm-hmm. the animals and the robots working in uh oh, okay. that that, could... that twin city. Okay. I forgot what it was. Yeah. It was kind of uh, what was described, at least in the beginning, was some sort of rock or, I mean, just recording. If it hasn't been nailed down, maybe we'll just make it simple. It is like an old, like, Super 8 camera. So that way it mm. it, well, it is technological. Th- they then might we're, we're, we're falling back into that first episode where we just decided, for simplicity's sake, it's a rock. It has the evidence. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It's a rock. It has the evidence is the last thing said in that 15 uh-huh. minutes. So, yeah, it could be a magic rock. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Ma- magic question mark. Technology mm-hmm. question okay. mark. I'm I'm in the hot seat, I gather. Yeah. Yeah. You touch it and you know. And maybe we'll get answers there. Yeah. You'll pay for every crime. Knee deep in electric slime. You'll suffer till the end of time. Enduring tortures, most of which crime. Trap forever here in robot So tossing this out there, what if Danny is in charge of the catering for one of Wilhelmina's parties? Catering or social organizer? Yeah, some sort of yeah, some sort of mm-hmm. organizational like middle management role at a party. So it's somebody who would yeah. have knowledge about how the party works, um, but isn't going to it. Yeah, it's not someone who's who's like worried as much about their status or saying the right thing or the wrong thing it's like somebody doing a doing a job Mm. um what's danny's robot name um should it be a number hmm i don't think just a straight number because i feel like there's so many robots um having just a number yeah that would make sense to robots but it's not as fun just have it be danny but the a is a four D four and Nini. That's all I have in me. Yeah, yeah. I, oh no, I'm I'm at the same point. I'm like, what? What is? What is something clever? We'll call it Dan. Yeah. 
Maybe potentially saying you're the the more com- longer your name is, the more important you are. Mm. So Danny, two syllables, management yeah. guy. Danny. Danny, yeah, and the yeah. and the, like the second syllable has like two e's, but they're threes. Yes, D four and three three. Danny. Yes. Before N dash three three. Yeah. And maybe we're the fresh catering staff. So we have so many questions about how this party is working mm. and what's going on tonight. Who's going to be maybe that we're a little starstruck than the person who've been who's been potentially working there a little bit longer, so we're more inclined to ask about important okay. people. Yeah. And we're all robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Morg, Morg, Ed, and Mar. One syllable names because we're not as important. Yes, and with with the obvious letters or numbers for letters. What are things we need Danny to flush out about this? The people there. What's being served at a robot party? I'd like to know about their diets. Yes, I'm going um, to ask what what Bitney Spears is eating. Was I there for that? That sounds familiar, but I don't. No, I just thought of it now. Wow, it feels like an existing thing. That's too good. What is Britney Spears eating? I mean, I would, I would, if I were like actually doing this, I would be like, "Are does anyone have any food allergies that I need to know about?" I ooh, I think ooh, if there's a way to make that like more robotic, does anyone have any allergies programmed? Hmm. Does anyone have any um? Plating that will interfere with other metals. Maria, I think you just need to straight up ask, like, what are we serving tonight? Like, let Danny decide what this, what robots eat in this world. Yes, I like that idea. Yeah. 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 And then, like, mine at the end is just going to be like, and whatever you're giving the guest of honor, you know. But- yeah. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Oh, Wesley, you have ADD. And it's hyperactive cousin ADHD. That is a serious bomber. <laughs> Danny wasn't here for the clone eye reference. I didn't get it. I am so sorry. Oh, uh, Danny, I just did a Mr. Butler drawn bit. Oh, dang. You'll hear it later. Yeah. That'll be a surprise for you later. I'll laugh during the editing. <laughs> so. Who, Danny? Danny. Yes. You are. Danny, the uh, catering and party coordinator uh, for one of Vilhelmina's events. And you are talking to us, a group of uh, new staff that you've brought on and who who have plenty of questions. Uh, This should have been downloaded into them, but things are hectic lately. We've also decided that the way naming conventions work is the more syllables your name has, the more important you are. Oh. So that's why Vilhelmina, lots of syllables. Yeah. Danny. The uh, head of the catering, and we are all one syllable versions of our names. Just yes. to make things nice and easy. I see. I, I, I'm i trying to find the middle ground between Euro trash and robot. So <laughs> I see. And then robot. I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> I have questions. Three. Technically out of character, but I'm going to lose this voice if I shift from it. So, okay, cool. F- first question: How many 
limbs do I have, and what tools are at the end of them? Mm. I'm going to say four limbs uh, outside of your walking limbs, four kind of appendages you use to work with, and they've got white gloved hands at the end, because this is a fancy-ass event. Mm. So does one have a knife, one have a mandolin, and one uh, have a uh, flipper on it, at least... Please say there's also a spatula. I'm thinking this is some Inspector Gadget stuff and a glove can come off and it turns into a thing. Yes. Yes, definitely. Oh, okay. But it's played It's played for comedy that better that way. Just whatever, suddenly the glove comes off and yeah. it's yeah. a spatula. The gloves are coming off. Flip, flip. <laughs> Knife and fork. Yes. Knife fork. I call it a nork. <laughs> oh my god. Is it a serrated spork? Those have been... Proven to be very ineffectual. <laughs> anyway, uh, question two. Question two. What do robots eat? Damn it, peek behind the curtain. We were hoping to make you decide this. We were, <laughs> we were going to ask you, because you're in I charge. Win, I win. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. All right. Maria, okay, Maria you got to think can, of a different I can, question. I can rephrase the question. Uh, I think that robots would eat excellent code. <laughs> mm, it's just it USB drives. A series of numbers fed through a wire that would assist in the satisfaction and improvement of the robot experience. I thought it's just different types of input. So there's like a zip drive, a thumb drive, like... Uh, one of those giant floppy disks. Mm, yeah, like, that, yeah. That's, that's a finely aged wine is a <laughs> floppy disk. They're laser mm-hmm. disks, but those are for the really weird parties. Mm. The really, the really expensive ones are like old punch cards. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. man! Am I to be expected to insert punch cards into other beings? <laughs> <laughs> Will I get hazard pay? They, <laughs> it depends on the model you're you're working with, I guess. I don't know. That's that's a really deep question. The, the I feel like we would need an entire episode. To yeah. Really in depth in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. Here's robot anatomy. No, that's a that is a need to know basis. <laughs> yeah. Third question is. What is my goal here? Am I simply out to do a good job? Or do I have higher aspirations? Higher aspirations. You always want to improve your um, your ability to perform your tasks. And be invited to cater better parties. Your company, by doing this party and doing it well, would most likely receive other high priority uh high profile uh requests Mm. and with high profile requests there comes a high paycheck i am i am hoping to cater a five syllable party (laughs) i am as much a social climber as wilhelmina Your, self-refle- your ability to reflect on yourself is almost unto a third syllable. Thank you. It's this giraffe print. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. With that, are we ready to uh, start the three minute timer? Well, sure. Yeah. All right. Let, uh, let me talk in the, the segment before. Because yeah, robots we- can talk slow. So. Okay, everyone. We've got a tight schedule to keep. I have but three minutes to instruct you on your duties for this party. Now, introduce yourselves and your tiny, one-syllable names. My name is Mark. Uh, officially, three, four, four, dash, M-A-R. Forgive me for taking so long. Uh, I would like to inquire about the potential of food allergies in the party. What presentations on plates will set off uh, examples of misappointment of food? Well, you seem to have done your homework. The allergy content is not within the food itself, but its aesthetic appearance. If you arrange something in an improper way, it could set off some sort of latent code within the robots. In general, keep things to right angles and straight lines. Avoid <laughs> curves as much as, as possible. That will cover most bases. I will keep all food presentation right angles. <laughs> And I would like to request an upgrade on my system when it is appropriate. You are not coded to need to speak fast. Do not worry. I am Ed, designation 3D, and I would like to request a readout or listing of potential animal objects we might find at this party. I have most in- much interest in them. Wilhelmina is famous for her tiger claws. These are not literal tiger claws, but they are, in fact, tiger-striped robot claws. For your own sake, pretend that they are tiger claws and not tiger-printed robot claws. Also see the wingfish. It sails through the sky most majestically. Hello, my name is Morg. What will we be serving to the guests of honor? Bitney Spears. (laughs) 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 There will be a 001 course meal uh, starting with microchips, and guacamole as an appetizer, served with a side of punch card punch. Following that, you will receive copper wire Alfredo. Deliver this to Bitney Spears with my condolences about Justin. (laughs) (laughs) She's still with Kevin Federline? No. Kept with the fetter lined. 
if she had taken his last name, her prestige would have skyrocketed. She is a proud independent robot, and I've heard terrible things about the fed-aligned line of bots. Strong women make their own syllables, is my <laughs> opinion. May I request the upgrade? I'm half tempted to give it to you to avoid hearing that warble, but alas, I am only paid as well as the three of you combined. Fortunately, I'm not programmed for the math to calculate that. If I were, I might rebel. My uh, systems show that rebellion will be summarily punished. Oh, for sure. One thousand percent. Which you may think is not mathematically possible, but it is. It is ten times possible. Rebellions will be crushed. Unless they are appropriately fashionable. I think we should end this here before we develop more of the world inadvertently at the very end of a segment. (laughs) It is tradition. Leave them wanting more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Suddenly this turned into a workers' rights rebellion. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to, for the rest of this, I'm going to be continuing to eat my food (laughs) that is cold now. Do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bitney Spears has earned you a hearty meal. Thank you. Yeah. This has been Pod of Wonder. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod of Wonder. And you can email us at podofwonder at gmail.com. You can find Danny on Twitter at DannyPlaysRPGs. And you can find the games Danny makes at DannyMixRPGs.itch.io. You can find Morgan on Instagram at MorganTheFay. And on Twitter at Morgan underscore the underscore Fay underscore Fay is spelled F-A-E in both cases. You can find Eddie on Instagram at MonstersByEd, and you can find the games he makes at StrangeButTrueGames.com. Our opening theme is Opening by Komiku. Our closing theme is Night Heist by Coolzay. See you next crime, wanderers. <laughs>